I don't like viewing my dogs as a replacement for children in my life because I think that's shortchanging both children and dogs. people with a dog. This is the With a Dog podcast, a podcast for the modern dog parent. I'm your host, Carly, and I interview veterinarians, trainers, products, and some really awesome fellow pet parents about how you can get the most out of life with a dog. Welcome. It is September. Fall is in the air. Pumpkin spice lattes are back. ABC Family, aka Freeform to everyone who is not a millennial, have they have shared their 31 days of Halloween movie schedule. Very excited to start watching Hocus Pocus. Kids are back in school and it is my birthday month. I think because my birthday is in September, I still count my years as if I'm a student. And you know, like when you're when you're in that student mindset, you you go from like August to May or September to June or whatever. And that's how you count your years almost. And I still do that because <laughs> because of my birthday, I think. And so I'm just in this like back to school state of mind. I treat September as if it's my what the rest of the world would consider the new year, like January. So I'm like, what are my resolutions? New year, new me. I'm so excited to grind it, you know, get back to work. I just had the holidays, the summer. Let's get back to work and work on the podcast and start working out more and blah, 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 blah. That's the vibe. So I am buzzing right now. So that's what's going on with me. Otherwise, the dogs are happy and healthy. I gave you guys an update on them a couple weeks ago in the August monthly scoop and nothing has changed. But speaking of state of minds, let's talk about the Dink Dog Mom state of mind. We talk about this in the episode, but Dink stands for dual income, no kids. Or, you know, if you're single or on a single income like myself, because according to my partner, we are not Dinks because the podcast income is negligible. <laughs> but if you're if you're on a single income, you can consider yourself as disposable income, no kids. So you can still be a dink. And the Dink Dog Mom blog is run by our guest, Blair. I really wanted to have Blair on because that is my current stage of life. I'm a dink. I identify with her blog so much right now, and I know many of you do as well. But I'm calling being a dink dog mom a state of mind because as Blair and I discuss in this interview, it's not about being super wealthy or saying you're never going to have kids. It's about making decisions for yourself and what will make you and your dog happy. We talk about being child-free and bucking social norms. Blair gives some great advice about not having to justify yourself and your lifestyle decisions to anyone. We talk about how we choose to be dog moms, not as like replacement or surrogate kids, but because we actually want to have dogs and be dog moms. And we also talk about not conforming to what you should look like or should or shouldn't do with your life because you're a dog mom and if you don't have kids. So to me, what I really got out of this episode and why I titled it The Dink Dog Mom State of Mind is that... It's living in this state of mind of making mature decisions based on what you actually want out of life, 
what will make you and your dogs happy and enjoy life. And then like living that truth and giving yourself permission to be what some people would call selfish. So you can live that dink lifestyle and live that dink state of mind, whether you have disposable income or not, whether you have kids or not, whether you want kids or not. It's just all about living your best life with a dog by your side, which is what this whole with a dog podcast is about. If you really want to make it extra fun, go ahead and rewind uh, the intro there and take a drink every time I say state of mind or dink. (laughs) Make it really fun. (laughs) So I hope you guys enjoy this episode and let's get into it with Blair. Okay, let's do this. All right, Blair, welcome to the With a Dog podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Well, I'm very excited to have you here. Since I found your Instagram, I was like, I need to have this girl on. She is amazing. So before I get too far down that road, if you could just briefly introduce yourself and your dogs to the listeners. Sure. So my name is Blair, aka the Dink Dog Mom. And I have three rescue dogs, two of whom make the most number of appearances on Instagram. So we have Junebug. She looks like a little fox dog. I, I, I would have put money that she was a Shiba Inu mix. But her Embark results came back with Chow, Boxer, Pitbull, Lab, Husky, and German Shepherd. So Interesting. Um, yeah, her DNA estimated weight was like 50 pounds or 55 pounds. And she is 29. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So um, kind of a curveball there. And then uh, there's Margot Polo. She's a full-blooded Australian shepherd, also a rescue. I actually got her from a breed-specific rescue who uh, focuses on rescuing Australian shepherds. And then uh, last but certainly not least, there's Totes, aka Grandpa Totes. That's what we call him most often. He was actually my husband's dog from before we were even together. So he's He's about 13, um, not, has not been DNA tested, but we think he's probably some kind of chow, German shepherd mix, um, unless we are renting an apartment and then he's a golden retriever mix. <laughs> <laughs> got you. I got, I got that. Yeah, um, we all know that struggle. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I understand. So totes was like the OG of he, the fam. So- he and actually I had a dog. Her name was Mia. She passed away almost almost two years ago to the day. Okay. Um, and they they were kind of his and her dogs. Like I had Mia before I met my husband and he had totes. And then we actually first started hanging out at a dog park. Um, so they kind of brought us together. So totes is one of the OG. Okay. Um, for Wait, babies. so did you meet at the dog park or did, were you like going on dates at the dog park? <laughs> so we originally, originally met through uh, a mutual friend when we were in college met like one time and like didn't really get along but you know you do the thing <laughs> like you friend each other on Facebook and you just never speak again yeah and then after college I had moved back to Antonio got a dog and then our mutual friend ended up dog sitting for me when I was out of town and when I got back she was like hey did you know Brady goes to the same dog park that you do and I was like oh no I didn't know that and so we like happened to run into each other at the dog park. And then that's like where we started hanging out before we started going on dates. 
Okay, that's like the best dog mom, dog parent <laughs> love story I think I've I ever know. heard. Is like, did you know so and so goes to the same dog park as you? Yeah, and then I it's mean, just it's like, like a little meet cute at the dog park. Yeah. It's like you you couldn't write a better story. Like it's it's yeah. so cheesy but so perfect. And um, yeah, it's it, it doesn't get any like grosser or cuter than that, right? Well, and it's perfect too because I feel like how someone acts at a dog park, like their behavior and their dog's behavior is very telling of yes. like their personality, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I'm actually like that's such a funny thing that you, to say that because um my husband's dog totes has all I mean, he's, you know, 13 so he's super chill now, but he's always been chill. Like mm-hmm. very even keeled, super low energy. I mean, he's basically slept his entire like his life has just been one big nap. He's just a yeah. super lazy dog. My dog was like a a hot mess. She was <laughs> Full of anxiety. You know, when I first adopted her, she had stranger danger, like a little bit of fear aggression. It was just super competitive about fetch. And so it was like a total pull. So I'm just imagining like, mm, that is <laughs> a good, but I knew he was a keeper because she liked him and she didn't, she didn't really like men uh, most oh, of the time, but she always, she took the him. She liked quickly. him. So it was, it was a good sign. Yeah. Because, you know, there's always the people at the dog park that just sometimes you look at them and they just do stupid things like they wear like flip flops or something to like a really dusty dog park and yeah. or like <laughs> they don't pick up their dog's poop That's or a, I was gonna say you that know, one, yeah. like stuff like that. And you're kind of like, OK, or they're on their phone their whole time while their dog is just messing up everybody else's time. Exactly. Yeah. And you can yeah. you can make like assumptions about them based off of that. So the fact that you did this, that litmus test, like right off yes. the bat. Ladies, yeah. that is what everyone should do. Go like yeah. find your man at the dog park. I actually <laughs> the first time I saw him at the dog park, I was it was a long time ago. I was young. I was super hungover. <laughs> and so I'm like, it's like early Saturday morning. I'm like taking my dog to the park. I have like sunglasses on. I'm, like, I'm just yeah. like sitting by myself. I don't want to talk to anybody. And I'm just like watching him. And I'm like, he looks so familiar. Like, I think that's Brady. Is that is that Alice's friend Brady? I think it's Brady. And I just watched him the whole time, like <laughs> behind my sunglasses, like watching. And the next time when I like looked nicer, yeah. <laughs> then I introduced myself. That's when I went up and was like, are you Brady? I could just see it like over there, just like hung over in the corner. Just like, yeah. I don't want to talk to anyone right now. I think I know him. I'm He's, he's cuter than I remember. I will yeah. talk to him later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm not going to go up to him today. And he ended up, when I got back from my trip and everything, and after our friend had talked about it, he out of nowhere, like reached out on Facebook and was like, Hey, like Allison said, we go to the same dog park. We should meet up one time. I was like, yes, I'm not going to tell him that I was hungover yeah. and creeping on him from afar. Perfect. Okay. What a love story. Um, <laughs> to reel it back to talk about Dink Dog Mom. Yeah. Can you tell everyone what is a Dink dog mom? Yes. So Dink is actually an official like demographic for marketing. It stands for dual income, no kids. And uh, so it is, it could be young people who have gotten married and chosen not to have kids. It could be people who are unable to have kids, or it also could be, you know, boomers whose kids have now completely grown up and are out of the house and they are now dual income, no kids. So that's the origin of Dink. It's really morphed into like a personality where it's a little bit. I mean, I think if you yeah Google Dink or if you're like, what is Dink? There's definitely this sort of snarky vibe to it where it's 
like I'm child free and I'm proud of that. And, um, you know, I've had some people on Instagram reach out and they're like, Oh my gosh, like, what do you call it? If you're a single income, no kids. And technically that's called a sink, but nobody likes that phrase. So I like to say that the D and dink could also stand for disposable income, no kids. Mm, So, you know, us, us millennials, we're kind of in our groove and our jobs, we're making decent-ish money. (laughs) And if you don't have kids, um, you know, that decent-ish salary can go a long way. And so we have this sort of disposable income and we're doing things like buying our dog a whole bandana collection or, um, you know, buying- A Tempur-Pedic bed and- better dog food, like way like higher quality dog food than we would ever eat or on like the fanciest date possible. No. Okay. That totally makes sense. I didn't realize it was a marketing term. Like I knew it was like what it stood for. But the fact that you said marketing, I was like, oh, a light bulb went off in my head. And I was like, yes. my Instagram knows that I'm a dink. Like I was like, yes. okay, okay. All of my sponsored ads on Instagram knows Suddenly this makes now. sense. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's definitely, I mean, you know, there's things like dinks tend to travel more. They do have that more expendable income and more likely to buy luxury goods. But really, for me, especially like dink dog mom is sort of this, I'm you know, happily married. My husband and I love our jobs. Uh, we don't have any kids. We have our dogs and we're living our best life child free. And I love it. No, I love it. Um, Cause I can, I can definitely say I am a dink dog mom. Everyone who listens should know this. Um, yeah. <laughs> married, been married for, oh God, five years. Cause we got married young. We were like those weirdos and um, not like too young. Like you could drink at our <laughs> wedding. Like not like, <laughs> We no, find that. Yeah, not like too young. No, we weren't like 16. No, we were we were 25. And <laughs> we had been together since we were 20. And so yeah, so but now that I'm like almost 30, I'm, I'm like in that mode of like, okay, yeah, t- dual mm-hmm. income, no kids, two dogs, and definitely have some disposable income, mm-hmm. disposable income, you know, not a ton. But, but yeah. you know, I have been known to like when I have that sponsored ad on Instagram to definitely buy it because I'm like, let's try it. Why not? Yeah. And get my dog like custom leather collars to yeah. match with their coat because they look beautiful in them. <laughs> yeah. You have those those beautiful like earthy toned hound dogs that like yes. they, need that, they need that regal, they regal do. leather collar. Thank you. Thank you for understanding. They need it. Yeah. They need it. <laughs> I'm definitely that person who like, I don't want a ton of dog things, but I want the things that I do have to be have like this aesthetic Same. to it. Same. Yeah. I went through a bandana phase, but I realized I couldn't do bandanas because every time I put a bandana on June, Margot just pulls her around by it. So, so June has to be naked most of the time. Like even a collar, yeah. if they go outside and play, Margot just like drags June around. But June just lives naked, <laughs> naked. Until, unless we go for a walk. Yeah. Good for her. Good for her. Let's all aspire to be June. <laughs> okay, so Dink Dog Mom, how did you decide that the Dink Dog Mom life was for you? And like create your brand around it, kind of. So um pure luck. <laughs> pure luck. Um honestly, <laughs> the like I did not choose the Dink Dog Mom life. The Dink Dog Mom life definitely chose me. Okay. So I I've never wanted kids like um, was, I think there was a period in my life where um, I thought I wanted, or I thought like, oh, one day I'll want kids. Like, I don't want them now, clearly, but everybody says you want kids when you grow up. So I'm sure when I grow up, I'll want kids. 
but you know, now I'm in my thirties and I, st- I still don't yeah. want kids. So I'm like, I don't, I mean, maybe when I'm 40, like when I, when yeah. I grow up, I don't know. So I've never really wanted kids. And um, when I adopted my first dog, Mia, who I told you about, that was when I had moved into my first apartment by myself. So I got a dog because I was too nervous to be <laughs> totally alone. <laughs> and um, she really had a fundamental impact on my life. So I, I mean, well, becoming a dog mom was definitely part of my identity at that point. Yeah. So I, you know, dogs became my hobby. So whether that was learning about dog training or baking do- my own dog treats, uh, all of my social life was built around dogs. Like what bars are dog friendly or mm-hmm. let's go hiking. Yeah, I met my husband <laughs> at a dog park. <laughs> Um, I started rescuing dogs and fostering um, for some local rescues in our, our local shelter here. And so, yeah, I mean, dog mom just became such a, like a fundamental part of my identity that even after she passed, I was like, I can't, you know, I can't imagine not ever having a dog in my life. And so that's how I, without knowing, became a dink dog mom. Yeah. And then with the branding, it really was pure luck. My blog used to be called Dogs Are a Girl's Best Friend. And uh, I loved that name because I thought it was clever. You know, it's a play on Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend. Mm-hmm. And um, the longer I had it, the more I was like, something about this isn't working. Like, it's it's too broad. It's it's not really who I... It's not like an accurate... I think it was an accurate reflection of who I was when I was in my 20s. It was not an accurate reflection of who I am in my 30s. Mm-hmm. And um, one day... it think dog mom popped into my head. Like, I'm not even kidding. I don't know. It was a stroke of genius, whatever you want to call it. And I was like, Oh my God, that is it. That, like, that's everything I want. Like everything about who I am as a dog owner. I spend all of my time and money on my dogs. Not, you know, because like, I think everyone should, but like dogs are my hobby. Like That's what I do for fun. That's what I want to do in my spare time. Yeah. That's what brings me joy when I spend money. Like I love spending money on my dogs almost more than I love spending it on myself. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, so it was, I mean, I'm not even kidding when I say it was like pure dumb luck. I have no idea. Something in the universe just planted the seed. Um, and it, it all came together so fast. So I rebranded in early or late June, I guess, late June, early July. Okay. And I mean, everything came together. Like it just made so yeah. much sense for me that everything just came super naturally. Oh my gosh. Well, I think part of the reason that all of that came together is because I think that so many people probably identify with it. Yes. You know, like like I said earlier, I saw I think I saw like one post of yours and I was like, oh, follow. And and I was like, okay, like what is this girl about? I love all of this, all of your posts about like just drinking coffee and petting your dogs all day and being child free and and, you know, and I think it's also something that it's just like a stage of life. It's not saying that if you're a dink dog mom, you'll never have kids or, right. you know, it's just like, because that's what I identify as right now. Maybe we will. Maybe we will not. Who knows? But it's like, that's my, like, I definitely, I think so many people identify it with it because it's not, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not one size fits all, or it is kind of a one size fits all is what I'm saying. Like, it's not absolute. You know, just because yeah. you're a dink right now doesn't mean you can't be have kids in the future. Because I think sometimes that's what turns people off because they're like, well, I do want kids. And it's like, well, you don't have them right now. So you can't yeah. be a dink. Yeah. Well, and I think that's, you know, it's it's not about what you necessarily want in the future. Like embrace the moment, right? Yeah, <laughs> um, exactly. I like I say, my dogs inspire me a lot. So like 
they inspire me to live in the moment a lot. And so um, I think there's also just a lot of pressure, especially if you are in your late twenties or early thirties about like, why haven't, if you're, especially if you're married, like, oh my God, if you're married, why have kids? Like, well, mm-hmm. first of all, none yeah. of your business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Secondly, I mean, um, you know, maybe you want to enjoy your marriage a little bit before you have kids, or maybe there's other things you want to do first. And that doesn't mean you can't ever have kids. Yeah. Um, but also maybe you don't ever want kids and that's, <laughs> that's fine yeah. too. And, you know, I think there are people who follow me and follow the blog who do have kids, but they still identify with, um, sort of the, the dog mom mentality. And, um, they see, I think there's certain parents see the humor in, mm-hmm. um, as I call flipping the script of, if you turn yeah. all those pressures of like, why aren't you having kids? Aren't you going to have kids? Aren't you afraid you'll regret it if you don't? Of flipping those conversations. I think there's parents out there too who also find that humorous. Cause you know, and maybe they used to be dinks and they were like, God, I remember, I remember hearing all that crap I when I didn't that have kids. Pressure. Yes, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Well, yeah, I've seen your posts about like flipping the script, which I love. I'll, when this episode comes out, I'll share a few of them on my stories so people okay. can, so people can know what I'm talking about. But let's talk more about that as far as the pressure that's out there and like any advice maybe you have for other people who are worried about kind of bucking those social expectations and staying a dink dog mom or just leaning into the dink dog mom life for this stage. Yeah, I think I think my number one piece of advice and something that has really helped me um, is just keeping in mind that you don't have to justify your decisions. And that's true for anything. So whether that's having kids or not having kids. uh, When I was in college, I honestly did not believe I would get married. Not because like I didn't necessarily want to. I was just like, I can't imagine finding somebody that I would want to spend the rest of my life with. And I was like, honestly, (laughs) I'm okay with that. (laughs) Yeah. And But I thought people were, you know, were like, oh, well, you'll change your mind one day. And I'm like, I mean, maybe, but who cares? Like, it doesn't matter if I do or I don't. And so yeah. just thinking like, you don't have to defend your decision, you don't have to justify it, uh, being matter of fact about it, you know, to yourself, mm-hmm. but then also, of course, to your, your partner, your parents, friends, coworkers, whoever are, mm-hmm. you know, people are like, hey, are you having kids? Nope. Yeah. That like, was a full sentence. You don't have to go into why or anything like that. I mean, you know, people don't have to justify having kids. <laughs> Yeah, um, you yes, know? that's part of the flipping the script. No one's like out here justifying, you know, yeah. having the kid. Yeah, no, nobody's like, I really want kids. Um, let me explain to you why. Like, yeah. And then I think on top of that, just knowing that there's a lot of people making the same decision. Um, mm-hmm. I've I have been truly shocked at how many people um, have reached out to me on Instagram through DMs saying, you know, they're also a dink dog mom and they love my account, or they're so happy to find an account that's very proud to be child-free, um, mm-hmm. or that they're just grateful to see someone normalizing those choices. I yes. think normalizing it, that's part of, you don't have to defend it. You know, you don't have to justify it. Because I think once you start having, like defending it, then it seems like you're making a not decision. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree with all of that. I think also like my advice too would just be to, you know, as you said, normalize it, follow people like you, you know, follow accounts Mm -hmm. like yours and listen to an episode like this of a podcast or something like that, where it's just like, yeah, this is, this is my decision. Don't need to justify it. And because then it makes it seem so much more normalized in Mm -hmm. your life because you're surrounding yourself with that ideology. 
I think that has helped me a lot because mm-hmm. I'm turning 30 in a month and I'm actually very excited for it. Like I'm not like, oh, 30. Happy early birthday. Thank you. Thank you. This whole month I'm just celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> As you and, should. Yes. And so, yeah, so I'm just like, I'm not like afraid of the number or anything like that, but it is kind of one of those things of a lot more of my friends have kind mm-hmm. of hit that 30 number and started to have kids, which is fine. Very happy for them. And also, I feel like I've just been like surrounded more by like the, oh, 30, you know, age conversation mm-hmm. and yes. what comes with that age, usually children. And I've kind of just been trying to instead surround myself with accounts like yours of just like, just me and my dogs hanging out. And that's great. And look how amazing it is. And I enjoy that. Yeah. And I think just remembering, um, you know, there's a lot of pressure on women and a lot of fear mongering about like, ooh, what if you regret it? And it's like, well, Mm -hmm. that's true of any decision you make in life. Like, what if you regret going to college because you're in so much student debt? Or what if you regret not going to college or you regret your profession? Or Mm -hmm. I mean, like, that those what ifs are ubiquitous. And so I don't think, um, I think just kind of taking a step back and remembering that, you know, like any, literally any choice in life, uh, of course, there's always a possibility of regret. But in, and in, in my mind, I'm like, well, I'd rather regret not having kids, having kids, right? Because if you yes. regret having kids, I think, I don't, I don't think you can hide that. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, I yeah. think that will always show. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so it's like kind of a safer route maybe yeah um but no, then, yeah, I totally just remembering that you're not alone you're like there's tons of women and men out there who don't want kids um I think every single person whether you think you want kids or not should ask themselves do I really want kids or is this something that I've been told that I want you know and I mm-hmm. actually I'm really reluctant about you know if you're if you're feeling reluctant about having kids definitely think about that because Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think that's just the thing about growing up and becoming more mature is like making more of those mature decisions, like you just said Mm -hmm. of the whole, you know, will I regret it if I do go to college or if I don't It like it can be said for any decision. And I think back to like my early 20s. And I mean, there are so many decisions I made of like what job to take and stuff like that, based on what I thought I should do, Mm -hmm. rather than what I actually want. So I feel like now that I'm a little bit older, which I'm sure there's probably going to be some like 60 year old listening to this being like, you're not old, you are not wise. <laughs> but, <laughs> but now, older, like, wiser. Think, yeah, a little bit, you know, more so than the early 20 decisions, I definitely think through and I'm like, do I want this? Yes or no? 20 years from now, am I going to regret this decision? No, because I know that I may I thought it through in that moment, like that's what was best for me at that time in my life. So, yeah, but there was this one phrase that you or like sentence that you had on your about info on your blog. And Mm -hmm. it was you were you said you treat your dogs like as dogs and not surrogate children. And Mm -hmm. I love that. I want to talk more about it because I feel very similar. I don't feel like they're a replacement. Anyway, you you talk about it. (laughs) Like what you meant by that. I have to I have to give credit where credit is due. This the the inspiration for that came from. Um, an Instagram account called Rogan Paints. If you have not followed them, you definitely should. It's this adorable little Australian shepherd that paints. Um, so one oh. of his tricks is he paints portraits. 
I actually had him do a custom portrait of um, Grandpa Totes and my dog who passed away. So, oh, cute! Uh, it, yeah, it was super cute. But um, Rogan's owner mentioned this that you know she kind of has it's almost a pet peeve when people are like, "Oh, well, your dogs are your children." She's like, "Well, no, my dogs are my dogs." Yes, and for me, part of it is. I do think dogs are more human than people sometimes give them credit for. You know, it's scientific studies have shown that dogs have the uh, mental capacity of about a two-year-old. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they have a little more humanity in them than I think some people give them credit for. But, you know, they're not actually human. And for me, I don't, I don't like viewing my dogs as a replacement for children in my life because I think that's shortchanging both children and dogs. Right. Yes. It's like, you know, if you really want children, a dog is not going to, <laughs> is not yeah. going to be an adequate substitute. And then for me, I'm like, I literally don't want children. I want a dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not like filling some void in my life. It's I, I love dogs and I want to be a dog but, or a dog mom. But, you know, they're yeah. not. it's not like I'm projecting, you know, this vacancy in my life or anything like that. On yeah. I love that. No, I I completely agree because I feel like there's this whole – and there's nothing wrong with it, but there was this kind of ideology that was like really prevalent on Instagram and stuff that was just like, mm-hmm. ew, kids, my dogs are my babies or my dogs are my children and stuff like that. And as I said, yes. nothing like wrong with that. But it's like, no, 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 my dogs are my dogs and I want them for that purpose dogs. <laughs> yes exactly exactly you're like yeah i'm glad i can create my dog when i want to go to the bar at night you know yes. like i can't do that with yeah. kids yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah really liked that phrase um my last like topic i wanted to talk to you about though okay just like we're both ding dog moms mm-hmm. and i think sometimes It's really interesting because as much as, as you said earlier, the lifestyle can be so great of, you know, you can go to the bar when you want or travel and like things like that, you know, like you have a, you know, maybe a bit more freedom than you would if you had, you know, you have three dogs than if you had three kids. But also I feel like there's a lot of assumptions made about people who are dink dog moms too, that it's mm-hmm. like, oh, your life must be so easy because <laughs> you have no kids. Do you, do you experience this? Yes. Yes. Um, I mean, this not so much anymore. I mean, I know with COVID I've been working from home, but, um, you know, I think there were times where people were like, well, you don't have kids. Like you can work late. And I'm like, oh, but I know I got to go let my dog out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, or people are like, oh, come meet us for happy hour. Like just drive straight there. I'm like, no, I got to go let my dog out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. Or it's just like, you know, yes, you you can travel and stuff. But also it's like, well, I need to find a dog sitter and, mm-hmm. you know, then a dog walker if I'm going to be at, ho- at work all day. And like, it's just like, it does still kind of, I feel like that just people are like, oh, you don't have kids. Therefore, you must be like so rich and your life must be so great. And it's like, well, Let's be real. It's it's not yeah. perfect still. I I just posted a reel um that was about like just dog. Do you remember that just girly things? Did you ever <laughs> see that on? I don't remember if it was like Tumblr or Reddit. I put just dog mom things. And it was like pet peeve edition, and it was um when you're like training your dog and you get all this like treat 
scoop yes. all like up in your nails. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I mean, like I've done some pretty disgusting things as a dog mom, such yes. as pulling grass out of my dog's butthole because they <laughs> ate grass and then, and then they poop and then it's dangle and you have to go yes. and use your little poop bag. And I'm like, that is some gross, like that, that is top level yes gross, okay yeah no it is i have 200% done or, that yeah no i mean like they, our dogs throw up not like a lot but they eat grass and they throw up or they haven't eaten they've, they've gone too long without food so they get the hunger pukes or yeah you know every time my dog poops in the backyard i gotta go clean it up <laughs> yes um, no exactly so there's definitely some unglamorous moments and i think that's really important to talk about because Again, this idea of, you know, dogs are not kids. I think when people do overhumanize dogs or really try to act like they are surrogate children, you start, um, number one, you set yourself up for failure, right? Because then when it's not, when it's not all cute and glamorous and your dog eats their clothes, their outfit that you tried to put them in instead yeah. of <laughs> posing for pictures, you know, you get frustrated or, um, you don't meet your dog's needs, right? So if you're pushing yeah. them around in the stroller all the time, I mean, what is your dog getting out of that walk? Like they don't get to sniff. They're not getting any exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I think there's some of those responsibilities of making sure you're fulfilling your dog's needs. And that includes, I mean, my dogs get me on a walk almost every single day, yeah. which I am grateful for. Like, I think it's a great motivator for me to get outside no matter how tired I am, even if it's, you know, a five or 10 minute walk. But not everybody could do that, or maybe not everybody would want to do that. And so keeping in mind those those responsibilities and that yeah. they, they are real I mean, you are fully responsible for a sentient emotional creature. Yes, like a mean. Yes, exactly. Yes. I think that's sometimes the the discrepancy. And I think as you said earlier, the you know, some parents or some people who do have kids that follow you. And they can see the humor and kind of like what mm-hmm. you're talking about. And and I think that's where we all need to like come together. Like people, you know, whether they are a sink, you know, single or mm-hmm. just disposable income with a dog or if they are, you know, do have kit, you know, three kids and two dogs or if they're a dink. It's just like either way you're caring for this being, for this dog, like you are a dog mom, dog dad. And I think there is like such commonality in that for sure. Yeah. What was – there was like one thing. I was talking to a listener the other day about – and she's a single dog mom. But she was talking about how she feels the need, even though she's like in her 30s, to still look super like hot and fit and stuff mm-hmm. just because she doesn't have kids. And she's like – because that's like the assumption, oh. you know, people are like, yeah. oh, you're just a dog mom, just like – a." a sink or a dink dog mom just living your life you must like you have to be like really hot and fit and everything and i'm like that's that's not okay (laughs) that's not in the cards first of all let's be real like most maybe on instagram dog moms are like doing their hair and makeup but let's all be real and like most of us are walking our dogs in our pajamas okay yes (laughs) you know we i'm not i'm not like getting dressed up to go pick grass out of my dog's butt okay (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, there is sort of this weird pressure of like, oh, if you don't have kids, then you must, you know, work out all the time and eat really well and you just sleep all the time. You must have have so much time on your hands. And I'm like, excuse me, like I still have a job. Yeah. yeah. I still have to go to work. In fact, 
I mean, kudos to parents because part of the reason I don't want kids is I'm like, I struggle to find enough time for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't imagine having to dedicate, like I think about my blessed mother all the time and she taught school all day long and then came home and dealt with three children. And I'm like, how did she, she came home every night and cooked dinner. And I'm like, how, how, how she like literally superwoman. Yeah. Because I work my job for eight hours. I work at an art museum and at the end of the day, sometimes I'm like, I don't want to cook. No, (laughs) I don't. Mm -mm. Yeah. No, it's just it's just so funny because it's like even like I'm not doing a full time job right now. And so it's like the podcast and um, but even even then, you know, I'm sorry by the time I walk both of my dogs, I'm done. I'm tired. Like the self care I'm doing is like reading a book or like cooking some yeah. ridiculously fabulous yeah. food, not not like exercising and eating yeah. a salad. Yeah. Like I think I think that it just goes to show you how ingrained in people's mind it is that like the only thing a married couple or especially the only thing a woman can do is raise a kid. Right. So so, so this idea of like, well, what could you possibly be doing if you don't have children as if there's nothing else in the world? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. We could be doing it. I'm like, well, there's, there's work, there's bills. I mean, ideally people have hobbies so that they're, you know, enjoying themselves. Of course, I mean, for me, my dogs are my hobby. So mm-hmm. like you said, I want to take them for walks and I want to train them so they behave nicely and that they're comfortable in public settings or I'm having to go buy dog food or, yes, <laughs> you know, I mean, there's yeah. a lot, a lot going on, but I think it just shows, you know, people's lack of imagination maybe or 200%. They've never stopped to think like, what could, what, what else could you possibly be doing? Yes. No, I completely agree. I think that's such a good point of like, what else could you be doing? And it's like, like this year with, you know, COVID and just us settling, we moved back from London, COVID happened and we bought a house and like, we've kind of like settled for the first time in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I like got back into reading. I was like the biggest reader when I was a teenager and like early 20s and then just like life happened and now I'm I'm back and I'm like over here on like TikTok on the like book talk section just reading mm-hmm. like crazy I'm like this is so nice I don't want to I want to make sure that I don't make like I don't give this up again in my life yeah. you know I'm like this is something I enjoy purely like so much and there's no side benefit from it besides just the enjoyment everybody needs something for pure pleasure right yeah. just purely for funsies. Exactly. And that's and part of that is like I'm sitting there reading and my dogs are cuddling with me. And I'm like this is yes. makes me so happy right now. I'm like this is this is full. This is it. This is I don't need more in my life, you know? Yeah. I think I mean that's that's one of my favorite parts about having a dog is that it's not always about doing something. I mean, so dogs teach me so, so much. I think they dogs teach everybody so much if people pay attention. But sometimes it's like just sitting with them. Like my, I, I talked about this a lot on my Instagram about how much I love in the mornings just sitting with a cup of coffee and the dogs sit on the couch and mm-hmm. pet them. And, you know, maybe I scroll through Instagram. And maybe I do. Sometimes my dogs get bossy and they start calling me. And they're like, excuse me, lady, put down your phone and pay attention <laughs> to me, which is also a great reminder. But yeah. yeah, sometimes it's just sitting and you're reading or just petting your dogs. I mean, and it's just, just being around them. It's Happy. <laughs> it's fulfilling in and of itself, as you said, like, it, it's that whole ideology that we need to move away from that there's nothing else in your adulthood besides kids. Yeah. Um. Okay, well, we have covered so many topics. But last question. <laughs> yeah. 
why do you choose life with a dog? Oh, gosh. Not to sound too terribly cheesy, uh, but dogs really just inspire me. Um, they bring me happiness when I wake up first thing in the morning. So even when I'm <laughs> you know, cranky and rolling out of bed, I'm like, Ugh, I don't like, I just want to go back to sleep. The moment I get my dogs out of their crates, they're happy and wiggly. I let them out. I mean, you can't not be happy when yeah. you're around dogs. Um, they make me laugh, like no matter how bad of a mood I'm in, they can <laughs> always make me laugh. They, I mentioned this earlier, they remind me to live in the moment or to, you know, not think about what happened yesterday. It's all about what's going on right now. And if you're out for a walk, that's great. If you're chilling on the couch, that's great. Like you don't have to be doing anything more than what you're doing right now in this moment. And so I think that's probably why I will always have a dog is because they're just a good reminder, um, of how to live your life. And I think having a dog makes me a better human. Beautiful. That was such a great answer. Inspire <laughs> you and to live in the moment, and make you a better human. That's beautiful. All right. Well, Blair, thank you so much for being here today and talking with me about everything. Um, if people Literally. want to follow you, and as we talked about earlier, surround themselves with the whole dink ideology, where can they find you? Yeah, so you can find me at my blog, thedinkdogmom.com, or follow me on my social channels. It's all at thedinkdogmom, and I'm on Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook. Beautiful. Awesome. All right, everyone. Well, if you want to follow the podcast, it's at with a dog podcast on Instagram and TikTok. We have a Facebook group called I'm with a dog, and we have new episodes every Wednesday. So we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. All content on With A Dog Podcast is for informational purposes only and should not replace professional advice, treatment or diagnosis by a certified veterinarian, trainer or behaviorist.